I thought I'd share just a few words of wisdom with you this time. Wisdom might be overdoing it, but, um, you know, sometimes it's good to share what you know. And hopefully there are a few points here that might add some value to your thoughts around the whole process of sales. And I really hope they do. Hey, this is Richard. Welcome to the Pandemic Startup. Hi there. So um, this week I um, I did a bit of a review last week, didn't I? This week I've put something together um, to to send to clients, and it's kind of important to to create. I'll come to the reason why in a minute, but it is important. Um, say especially in sales but just generally to to create things to give to people to sort of enrich their lives it's, it's a good thing to do and what I've put together is to send to clients to publish on LinkedIn and, and what have you is uh, a short PDF with some of the not all of but some of the top lessons um, in sales that I've if not actually been taught, then certainly the things that I've learned working in, in technical sales in a technical sales career for, for a number of years. Um, and there's actually a download to this that if I don't know if I can attach a download to the, the uh, podcast, but if you can't access it via LinkedIn, then just drop me a note and I'll be happy to send you a copy of this because it's I've sort of put it together to give away, to, to give a, a little bit, just a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of wisdom, um, if I can call it that to interested people and to clients and there's six points and I'm, I'm going to go through them each in turn the first point the, the first and possibly the most important point around selling is or the sort of selling that I do and I guess this is true for all is this will sound so counterintuitive but it's don't sell I think I've touched on this before if when you're speaking to a prospect a potential client all you've got in your mind is I must sell I must sell I must sell you you come across all wrong and especially if this is a first meeting it is a cliche it's a truism of sales but people buy from people and they buy from people they know like and trust and no one no one likes that pushy approach to sales at all so before you can actually sell to someone and when i say sell to them i mean sell to them and then maintain a really good ongoing relationship they might buy grudgingly but then they may never buy again before you can sell, is, is don't sell, but connect with them. And I, I mean this on, on social media. I mean this whether you're selling on the phone, whether you're meeting. It's much more important to get to know that person. And I'll come to, to the reasons why in a moment. To, to get to know them, to get to know more about their background and their interests. And more of the, uh, the environment around the thing that it is that you're talking to them about. Because people buy from people, so you need to get yourself to a position where they know you, like you, and trust you enough to buy something from them. And if you're going in with a pushy, typical, uh, cliched salesperson's attitude, it never comes off well. It, it's the thing that gives the word sales a bad name. Because everybody thinks of the bad, pushy salesman that, they, that they've come across in their past. And no one likes it, and quite rightly, because it's awful. So the first lesson of sales, counterintuitively, is don't sell. Don't sell, connect, build connections with your prospects and get to know them. And that kind of brings you to the second lesson, because the second thing is, what do they really want? Point two is, what do they really want? And th this might sound silly. I mean, in my career, I've, I've spent... Um, 
selling projects effectively, working in a project business and selling engineered solutions to a problem. Uh, and then now for, for my own business, it's selling um, the, the ability to help clients with sales and business development. So on the face of it, if I get sent a scope or a brief, or if in the past we were sent an RFQ, an ITT, a scope, whatever you call it from the client, does that not tell you what they really want? And the, and the answer is yes, it tells you what they want. It tells you what everybody else is going to see in and respond to. It, it will tell you the things that you must be able to do in order to satisfy their requirements. But that really is, is the bare minimum. Because with every client, there's something that they really want. There's always an underlying message. And it's, it, you can only pick this up through experience. But as you're talking to the client, you will start to pick up, okay, the thing that really matters here is price. Or the thing that really matters here is not the price, it's the delivery lead time. Or the thing that really matters here, actually, is that they don't quite know the scope, and so they need a flexible approach. And it may not have that bottom down. It may not have that in black and white in the scope. They may not say that explicitly. But by getting to know people, following step one, building relationships, getting to know people, you will learn to hear those cues. You will learn to hear the things that prospects say that you can pick up on. And if you can pick up on that and your competition don't, that puts you at a massive advantage compared to them because you will be responding to things that the client really wants that they haven't written explicitly when they read it will go oh yeah no cool that is what i want so listen to what they're really saying and, and hear what really matters to them and listening is so important because point three is very very similar and this is not so much what do they want but what is it that they're experiencing now that they don't want as i would say where does it hurt what are the pain points and clients are clients generally are either and all of us to be honest when we're going from one place to another is we're either moving towards a bright light as my colleague used to say or away from a burning bridge now towards a bright light these are the things that we want these are the the, the previous thing i mentioned away from a burning bridge is the pain points there are some clients who issue an rfq for a project or some goods some services and whatever but there will be something that's really hurting them that that needs to solve. It might be an increase in productivity. It might be that they're really struggling with capacity in the factory and they need that new machine to solve some problems or they're getting pressure from the board to, to be able to boost production or something like that. I heard once, um, as we were bidding for some work on, on, a, on a project, on a, on a process plan, and the client, as we were walking around, and he showed us the factory, and we, we hadn't won the bid yet, this was still during the bidding process, and he said to us, he was a new engineering director on site, very competent guy, but he said, do you know, these guys on this site have never delivered a project on time and within budget. Straight away, there you go, that's his pain point. That's when he wakes up at five o'clock in the morning, that's the thing that's going through his head, because the head office were all over them and were watching them like hawks. It was his job to hit a two-week, immovable two-week shutdown, and the team on site had never, ever done it. So by showing him how we were able to help and how we had done that before with other clients, we won the job. It wasn't the only thing, but it certainly really, really helped. So what does your client really want is point two. Point three, where does it hurt? What are their pain points? What are the things that, when it hurts, what are the things that are hurting the client? And then point four is it's the um, the follow-up to points two and three. How can you help them? When you've heard what they really want or when you've heard their pain points, how do you help them? What is it specifically that you can do that, that will answer that point? 
and you can, you can play it back explicitly. You can say in, in your proposal, it, it, we understand that X, Y, and Z and play back some of the points. And you've also indicated this, here's how we can help. But everybody, I say everybody, a lot of people get this wrong with sales. They, the first message that they give when the client says, oh, tell us a little bit about your company, they launch into a long diatribe about how they can help the client and all the ways that we've done this before and all the things that we do. Now, you might be very lucky and you might land on a pain point that the client's got, but if you've, you stand a much better chance if you've sat and listened and heard what the client's pain points is. So listen first and then explain to the client how you can help them, either how you can get them to that state that they want, that bright light, number two, the thing that they really want, or how you can help them to move away from that burning bridge, how you can answer the pain point, which was number three, that's waking them up at five o'clock in the morning. I always used to say to, to friends and colleagues, yes, we do engineering projects. And for, my, for, for, for me now in my business, yes, I help clients with sales and business development. But what we really do is we make clients' headaches go away. All of our clients have got a need or a headache, and we help to make that go away. So if you can link what you're able to do directly to either the unspoken wants or to the client's pain points, you're at a massive advantage compared to the people that are just launching in and explaining, oh, here's who we are, here's how great we are, here's all the amazing things we can do. So point four is think how you can help them and answer points two and three specifically. Point five is, is to add some value. And clearly your, your end, end goal in, in a commercial relationship is to, to start selling the client something, to start to, to have a relationship that makes you some money and, and gives them some benefits. But, and, and this is a case in point, this podcast is a case in point, and the brochure that I'm talking to you about is a case in point. It's absolutely fine. In fact, it's a very good thing to add a little bit of value to your client for nothing. Whether that's just some advice in the course of visiting their facility or having that initial meeting. You're not giving them away the crown jewels. You're not giving them so much advice they then don't need to use your service. But one, it's helping them. And two, it establishes the fact that, well, I guess one, you're a decent person. And two, you know what you're talking about. I do this all the time on it, on introductory calls with clients. It may not result in a sale. It may not result in me having the opportunity to send them a proposal even. But Sometimes I end the call and, the, and the, the, the person will say, do you know what, it was really worth speaking to you then. I've, I've learned a couple of things. And that's great. It didn't cost me anything, just a little bit of info. It's added something to them and it's moved you up in their eyes into that position of being someone they know, like and trust, such that when there is some work or when they do need the services that you provide or the goods you provide, they're much more likely to talk to you. So there is, it's well worth thinking about how you can add a little bit of value to your prospective clients for nothing. And as I say, don't give away the crown jewels. Don't do yourself out of a job. That's not the goal here at all. But the goal is just to help, just to be a decent person. And in doing that, you establish how how good you are at what you do uh, in, in their eyes. And so th this little brochure that I've put together on, on LinkedIn, well, I put it together and I've shared it on LinkedIn. I send it out to clients in the course of either email or LinkedIn messaging. Um, to say, here's, here's a little something that I've put together. I thought of you, thought you might like it and find it beneficial. No more to it than that. So number five, try and add some value to your clients for nothing. And number six, the sixth point, the last point, it is around LinkedIn, actually. I do, I say 90% of my marketing on LinkedIn. And 
I think if you talk to most people, they would say, right, LinkedIn is all about building a massive list of connections and getting thousands and thousands and thousands of people and then trying to go viral, trying to get that one killer post that sends you viral. Or it's about spamming hundreds and hundreds of people until eventually, like, they all hate you, but half a percent of them or less will eventually buy something from you. And it's one of those two approaches. And they're both wrong. The second one is very, very wrong because it's just unpleasant. The first one is wrong for most of us. If you've got millions of followers, if you're Tony Robbins or Simon Sinek or Gary Vaynerchuk, you probably can. You know, you, you'll be putting out all the content. Lots of people will be seeing that, but relatively few people see what you post, even if you've got several thousand uh, connections on LinkedIn. The real power of LinkedIn is its ability to let you search and find exactly the right people that you want to talk to. Now, the whole business of how you then approach those people and how you connect with those people without being really spammy, without being really annoying, there are experts that will show you that. There's a process that I use for my clients. There's a great coach that I know who, who can really add some value in this area. But that's the power of LinkedIn. It's not so much... It's, it's, a, you know, it's a good social media. It's good to share information. It is good to post and to share things. But that isn't the way for most of us to, to really make the best benefit of LinkedIn. The power of LinkedIn is to find and then, and I can't put this in big enough letters, to find the right people, but then to engage with them, to start to build that relationship. You can cover a lot of ground quickly because it's, it's online. Things move much, much quicker. So point six, and it, it's kind of the, the how you start to put some of the other things into practice with an online business, especially in the business-to-business -business space, is use LinkedIn for the way that it's best used, which is to find people, find the right people, and then engage with them, reach out to them, interact with their content, then connect with them, then interact some more, engage with them, build relationships, then suggest a conversation. It's that kind of process. It's not just bombarding people with sales messages. Everyone hates that. So there you go, six points. And I have put these together into a little PDF uh, with some nice pictures. And if you'd like a copy of that, ping me a message. Um, you, I think my, my LinkedIn details are in the show notes, so you can connect with me on LinkedIn and just drop me a DM and say, can I have a copy? You are more than welcome to it. I think I shared it, but I've updated it since. The six points in recap. Number one, don't sell, build connections. Number two, listen to what your client really wants. Number three, is the corollary to that? Listen to the things that are really hurting them, what they don't want. Number four, how can you answer points two and three? Number five, how can you add some value to your client? And finally, number six is how can you use LinkedIn to, for best effect, to find the people you want to find and to build meaningful connections with them. I hope that really helped you. Um, and again, yeah, I'm putting this out there just to offer a bit of advice. If any of that is, is useful, if you'd like to talk in more detail about how some of that works, always happy to have a chat. I'm always happy to give someone half an hour on the phone or, or over Zoom to, to talk it through. Um, drop me a message and it would be great to speak to you. In the meantime, I'll be back on with another episode, I believe, next week. Have a great day. Cheers.